Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yay! Went for a low-key one this time. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the Fizzle Show, where every Tuesday we publish another conversation for people creating businesses to live life on their own terms. It's amazing, it's possible, and it's difficult. We know it's possible. We've done it, we're doing it, and we're having a blast! as are so many of the people that we get to talk to, uh, but we also know that it is difficult, all right? It's possible, it's amazing, and it's difficult, and that's why we do The Fizzle Show. Now, listen, if you want to go further, faster, you're going to need more than just podcast episodes. That's why we created The Fizzle Community. This is our bread and butter. This is what we spend most of our time on, and this is what we do for a living. We help indie entrepreneurs get successful, okay? That's you. Hey, knocking on the microphone. That's you. You're an indie entrepreneur, all right? A jam maker, a blogger, a podcaster, a course maker. Uh, what other kinds of things do we do here? We're, uh, we're mm, publishing. Uh, why am I brain farting over here? We've got dog bed makers. We've got children illustrators making coloring books and things like that. Any kind of thing you can imagine, people are doing, and they're earning their living online doing it and off. That's what we help people do, okay? So if that's you and you want to get some courses, some guidance, some training, some accountability and support, if you want to get weekly coaching calls, you've got to check out Fizzle. There's a free trial just for Fizzle Show listeners when you go to fizzleshow.co. Sorry, no, just <laughs> fizzle.co slash try five. Fizzle.co, what? Well, except <laughs> this week, by the way, uh, little secret, Chase is recording the intro live, so we're all here <laughs> listening to it. So I had dummy to break the fourth wall or whatever. Right, yeah, break seriously. the fourth wall. Break it down. Okay, this, there's no try five this week. We've got something else for Let's people. Let's do something else. No, we already did. I know. We're already doing it. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so tell people where to go and what, and what okay. the deal is. So listen, here's the deal. This week only, we've got an, an amazing conversation for you today that Corbett's put together on, you're, it's going to blow your mind. But the thing that you need to know right now is for one week only, we're running a massive offer at Fizzle where you can get a huge discount on the cost of a year of Fizzle membership. Now we only do this, like we've done this like once or twice before. I think we've only done this once before. There's more blue moon then there are yeah, yeah exactly more frequent you you, you, you lifetime you're going to have a handful of blue moons you're going to have maybe one or two of these sorts yeah. of things probably so we're offering you this discount right now on fizzle membership which gives you 5 months for free you basically get 12 months for the price of 7 am i getting this right corbett yeah, yeah, so hold on they're getting all of the courses all of the roadmap all of the weekly coaching calls for a whole year for the price of just seven months of this? Yes. This is, I don't I don't know. It sounds crazy to me. It sounds crazy to me. Maybe. Maybe we're... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But it just might we be can... a lunatic you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking might for. Might be a lunatic <laughs> you're, you're looking, looking for. for. All right. And people are listening going like, get into this yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Get into but it. But the deal is this, guys. We've got uh, a huge discount just this week only for a year of Fizzle membership. If you want to crush 2017, if you want to work towards your goals religiously, if you want to take back your path 
to creating an online business. And instead of just going like, well, I guess I'll look online and find some articles or I'll listen to some podcast episodes. If you want the nine stage business roadmap, that's going to guide you through every step. If you want coaching calls with us every single week, if you want all of the courses and the training that's in the library at Fizzle membership, if you want the community of people who are answering questions for each other and giving feedback and just making progress every single week, that's what Fizzle membership is going to help you do. And we've got a huge offer for you. So go to fizzle.co and you could check that out right now. There's a seven-day free trial with this huge discount. Yep, until May 1st. Until May 1st. Yeah, good thing to say that because this is a really limited time that we're offering offering this. So if you're listening to this in the future, hey, hey, May 1st, 2017, we mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So we got a great show today. This is episode 212. You can follow along at fizzleshow.co slash 212. Yeah, why? Does that blow your mind? All right. Well, you, you just you labeled it something different for me. Why? What did I label it? said 2.11, but... No, Vanessa Van Edwards was 2.11. Fine. Deal with it. I fell behind. People have been loving the last two interview shows that we did with the Minimalist Baker and Vanessa Van Edwards. Yeah. They're pretty good. Feedback on those have been huge. Yeah, we got some really good feedback. That was awesome. Uh, So look for more of those in the future. Yeah, and if you really enjoyed those shows, go leave us a review. We would love to hear that, not just in our inbox, but also in iTunes. Yeah. Hey. Besides, I haven't gotten a new review on our show in like two weeks. And it, honestly, I'm starting to feel that. It hurts. Okay. Steph, how you doing over there? Hey, guys. I haven't been on the show since before I went to Ireland. So hi, everybody. Miss you guys. Yeah. Here I am. Welcome back, Steph. Thanks. We've missed you. We've missed you terribly. We I had know. to get a bunch of other people on the show just to fill your place. And honestly, <laughs> we kind of did. I think yeah. we were scared of the silence <laughs> between us. We were scared us. of the silence between us. <laughs> Corbin and I, we've been, we've been lovers for way too long. There's it's just not much to say. It's anymore. just a lot of darkness, but it's very passionate. So, <laughs> so today corbett has prepared for us an amazing show give us what give us a little overview of where we're going today corbett all right well uh you uh you came up with this a few weeks back and it was kind of a nice follow-on i think to this the conversations that we had with john and dana and with vanessa thinking about um what is it like to ceo your business yeah how do you ceo your business especially when you have to wear a bunch of hats we've talked about that recently and more specifically, what metrics really matter? Like when you're yeah. trying to be CEO, what are you going to look at to tell you whether or not your business is doing mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do? So, well, let's, wa- let's, let's camp out there for a second yeah, okay. really quick. Okay. Because for me, right. I'm, I'm, it's really easy for me to be the idea guy, to have come up with a bunch of ideas, yeah. to have a lot of creative ideas, right. to, be, to, be, to get lost in making a video or putting together some Instagram images or writing blog mm-hmm. posts or coming up with stuff like, or, or coming up with a content strategy, right? Yeah. There's so much work that's necessary to get your business like sort of going, you know, yeah. blog posts or podcasts or products or courses or lessons or what, or whatever it is that you are producing right and then there's this other thing where you have to zoom out further than this blog post or this series of podcasts or something zoom up and you have to look at the whole thing yes right this is what i think corbett is so good at so good at it i know that for a fact because how long have we been doing this together now like four and a half years yeah four and a half years i was a lone wolf he was a little bit lone wolf he always had (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't just pull your head back from the microphone and open your mouth and close your eyes without well, I realize you're, you're going to stop me from talking <laughs> no matter what anytime but yeah you know this is a thing where online you're doing your thing and, and a lot of us know how to make a website and a lot of us know how to put together an offer and a lot of us know how to do some copywriting and yeah. a lot of us know how to produce some things that right. get people to the door and then you're doing it alone you're doing it alone you're doing it alone right 
this is one of those things that you might not be doing a great job at right. when you're doing it alone. Yeah, so we, we all have to wear dozens of different yeah. hats when we work in very small businesses, even up to five or 10 people. If you're the CEO, yeah. uh, you're wearing a bunch of different hats. And so very little of what you do on a day-to-day basis is really CEO level stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the, the big question for us is, as a solo entrepreneur or as the, you know, leader of a very small team, mm. how do you know what's going on? How do you tell your CEO self yeah. that things are going well yeah. in your business and yeah. what should you be looking at? So in a in a bigger business, in like a really big business, the CEO's job is really focused, right? Mm. I'm, I'm sure that CEOs of massive companies are super busy, but really what they should be focused on is uh, communicating the vision for the company and trying to get buy-in from yeah. everyone that works with them. It's right? funny, right before this, we're, I, end the, I end the episode, every episode with like a little quote from like somebody and I was thinking like, who's an entrepreneur? Like, who's like a real entrepreneur? And the first name that came to my mind because as a young boy, I grew up with his books on my dad's shelf was Lee Iacocca. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I don't even, I can't even tell you. Like it was Chrysler or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like standard. He's the dude that turned Chrysler around with a minivan. Standard blue blazer, like yeah. three gold buttons kind of guy, right? Right. And we were looking at we were looking at quotes of his stuff, and every quote was just like this kind of like you know CEO level, like you got to provi- provide the vision, and the vision is what you do. I hire good people, and I get out of their way, and you know <laughs> stuff like that. But really, but really, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And and so even when you are the one person, you yeah. know, who's the CEO as well as the janitor. Yeah. You have to be putting that vision together and then making sure that the company is carrying out that vision. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you're the one that's actually doing the work at the same time. And the point that you made earlier is when you're doing all of this work, when you're doing the marketing and the product development and the maybe hiring people and all this stuff as one person, it's really easy to lose sight of that CEO stuff that yeah. you should be doing because it is really hard to zoom in and zoom out and zoom in and zoom out yeah. to get the work done and to make sure that you're on track. Yeah. So it makes me, it makes me, I mean, some of the things I think that go wrong in this is like, it's like the forest for the trees. If mm-hmm. you're wondering what we're talking right. about, it's you're missing the forest for the trees. You're so focused on this course or this blog post or this series of podcasts mm-hmm. or this email series or yeah. this Facebook that ad. you forget how it ties back to the bigger... And that is going to cut you at the knees in terms of what the goal of this particular post or podcast or Facebook mm-hmm. ad is. There's this natural yin yang. You've got the in, like you know what's his name, Jack London. In the in the particular, you find the universal, mm-hmm. right? The particular is this single Facebook ad that you have, but the universal for you is the the goal of your business overall. Yeah, right. And so you CEO world is like I'm working on my business. Writing the blog posts as I'm working in my business. Mm-hmm. And you have to do both, right? So that's what we're getting into. Yeah. So the principal questions for me for this episode are how do you know if things are going well? Mm. You know, how do you yeah. how do you get to put on the CEO hat and look at the report and tell if things are going well? Yeah. And how do you assure your CEO your CEO self that your worker bee selves are doing the right things yeah. Yeah. in the precious little time that you have to be CEO? Mm. Mm, I like that. I like that. Now, one of the things this makes me think of is, for instance, we all have Google Analytics on our website, right? Or if we don't, we should. It's free. (laughs) You have Google Analytics. And so I think a lot of people go into Google Analytics and we see like, oh, this is what my traffic was this month. 
because it's right there, right? And the same thing with our like Twitter. Like we go on to Twitter and we say like, oh, this is how many followers I have right. right now. Oh, it's more than last time. Things are going well. Yep. Right. Or I got this many likes on my Instagram post. And that's like roughly average of what I get. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the level of, of like te- telling ourselves that things are going good or things are not. Right. right. We're right. sort of like, we're just knee jerk reaction looking at the number in front of us that Google or Twitter yeah. or Instagram shows us. And we're sort of, um, we're, we're convinced by these numbers yeah. that this is the important number. Well, and, and partly we're convinced because those are available to us. They're free. Everybody has those they're things, right there. Right? And they're, they're, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's in Twitter's interest and Instagram's interest and whatever to provide you those numbers yeah. so that that's what you're focused on. Yeah. Yeah. And you start to, again, focus on the trees instead of the forest, thinking that, well, if I could just get a hundred likes per Instagram post, then yeah. my life is set. But that's yeah. just a tiny little piece of it, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're going to get into that. I, I think let's also keep in mind during this conversation that um, as you're trying to CEO your business, the things that you focus on will change as you go through different stages in your business. Mm-hmm. And within the Fizzle Roadmap, we really talk about not just the nine stages of business, but we group those a little more into three phases, okay? Yeah. The first phase is when you're just starting out, you're just trying to get your life together and figure out what problem you're going to tackle as a business, right? And get your your business sort of launched mm, in the world. Yeah. That's the first part. And when you're just starting out before you've built a product, you should really be 100% focused on identifying a need or desire that exists in the marketplace and then on finding evidence that that need is worth trying to fill. Hmm. Say that again. Say that right again so people can hear it again. Okay. So we're talking about the first phase yeah. in business. Yeah. People are just starting out. They haven't built a product yet. They don't even know exactly what need they're going after. Sure. As CEO in this role, you should be 100% focused on identifying a need or desire that exists in the marketplace Mm. and on looking for evidence that that need is worth trying to fill. Okay, so I need to be convinced that the thing that I'm building a product for is fulfilling a real actual need that exists in the world. Yes, Okay. and that it's worth trying to fill, meaning you can build a sustainable business yeah, out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now this is, this is, uh, I mean, immediately I go, all right, well maybe, uh, you know, Jeff in Nova Scotia who just doesn't know what, like, this is a place where it's like, it's hard. I don't know why I'm picking on Jeff in Nova Scotia because it could be Chase in Portland. Yeah. Who doesn't, like, that, that's my rest. That's been my story. I really hope there's a Jeff in Nova uh, he's Scotia just like, listening right uh, now. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on, guys. But the, the truth is, it has been my story. Thinking I was fulfilling a valid and, and important thing when after a year of work or something, realizing like, oh, I wasn't doing it the right way or it wasn't an actual real problem. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is seems like where all that's why that's why so many people uh, in, get stuck in the beginning of the roadmap, mm-hmm. trying to find that business idea, trying to find that niche. Yeah. And uh, let's table this because okay. it's not the point of this conversation. It's only to say that when we're talking about, about metrics, yeah, yeah, there are fewer metrics that you can measure in those beginning stages. So don't pay so much attention to those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as as this unfolds and we talk more about the metrics that a business that has a product already launched yep. are looking at, yeah. you'll see that, oh, I can't really pay attention to those. And if you are looking at Instagram likes, for mm-hmm. example, keep in mind the purpose of caring about that. 
Yeah. Right? So yeah. at that stage, the purpose of posting anything on Instagram should be to prove that there's a need out there yeah. and then to see whether that need is worth fulfilling. Got it. Okay? Yeah. So, so we're seeing if we're tapping into something that people are liking. Right. And we're, we're just counting those likes as as like, oh, looks like people are really liking this. Counting our exposure as like, this is interesting. Looking here. for comments from people, things yeah. like that. Evidence that they care about it. Yeah. And then there's a whole other set of things that you need to do to figure out if you could build a business around that. And yeah. we won't say much more except that selfishly just go sign up for fizzle take the free trial go through the first part of uh the, the initial stages yeah and we have a ton of stuff on how to figure this out i think yeah. that's really our sweet spot yeah i think actually. that is because i think that's that's the hardest thing for most people once you understand how to evaluate value evaluate yeah. value then you're sort of off to the races now you just need our tools on like okay how do we how do we keep growth projects going how do i stay productive how do i what do you think about this headline versus that headline here's what you need coaching for like you know what i mean yeah. you just need progress right but the hard stuff of like who am i what am i here for how can i help what are the what's the values and opportunities that's really hard and there's a lot of people in that place but this conversation is about being ceo and i keep being... interrupting so why don't you keep going i'll keep going steph are you with us so far i'm with you so far and i think the only other thing that's maybe we haven't covered yet. And I kind of hope that we get to it as well as I think, especially in these beginning stages, there's so much to do. And this is what we hear from all our fizzlers in our community all the time. And in this beginning stage in particular is there's so much to do. It can be really, really hard to take a step back to like justify taking a step back and spending time with the CEO hat on at all. Right. Because there's so much time in the week where you yeah. could be just heads down, trying to come up with the content, trying to flesh out the ideas, trying to test the things where you never really even get strategic enough to understand what it is that you're doing this all for. So my hope for people by the end of this conversation is I'd really like to convince some people that it's worthwhile to build in some time into your week to just do nothing but be strategic and do and put some of the things that Corbett's going to teach us into place. Because I know personally, I know how hard it is to justify spending time like out of being a worker bee and studying this stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's where, you know, in terms of productivity, you need to have one clear goal in mind and yeah. put that on sticky notes and mm -hmm. write it on your whiteboard and whatever you need to do to remember that all, everything you're doing at that point is just in search of the problem that you're going to solve because you believe yeah. you can build a business around it, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so then in the second stage where you've decided what your problem is, you're going after it, and you're going to build a product, yeah. right, to mm -hmm. sell people, then you should care most about two things. First, building a product quickly and cheaply. This is the whole mm -hmm. minimum viable product yeah. concept. And so that's what you should be focused on, like, Am I making progress towards getting something out the door that people can give me money for? Yeah. Right. That matters yeah. most. And the second part is growing a following or building buzz about the product that you're that's your audience. Your audience. That's your audience. Okay. Right. So those are the two things you're focused on. And for on. us, we call it, yeah, minimum viable product, cheap, quick to like validating that like is there a product I can make here that some people might buy? Mm -hmm. Minimum viable audience cheap, quick way of going, can I grow a following around this thing? Be the reason why we know that is because to do online uh, business type stuff, you, a lot of us are bootstrapped. We're not, we don't, we're not cash rich when we start. Mm -hmm. So we can't just pay for a customer acquisition. We can't just pay for advertisement. Yeah. So we have to create content or some thing that grows a community 
that then your 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 community is helping you market your stuff for you, and mm-hmm. you're spending time building blogs or podcast episodes or or Instagram content or whatever it is, and people are following along, and now you've got an, a channel to reach them. Yep. Okay. So the first thing in the first stage of the roadmap or phase of the roadmap was solve something like be valuable create value create something where you can be valuable figure out where you can be valuable then the second one is create an an initial product and an initial audience yeah and that's basically so you know you can think of phase one as your hypothesis Mm -hmm. i believe this problem exists and that i can solve it in this way yeah phase two is about proving that hypothesis yeah love that love that okay Okay. got it so then finally the the later stage and this is where most businesses fall. This is where we fall. This is after you've launched a product, okay? That's where metrics start to come more yeah. into play because there's a lot more to measure. Mm-hmm. You can look and see how many people are signing up for this thing. You know, what results are they getting from using the product and so on. Yeah. So at this stage, your job is really to make sure that first, your marketing is reaching customers and converting them into mm. customers, right? Reaching an audience and converting them into yeah. customers. And that two... Your product is serving your customers, making them happy, and converting the value from that you're creating in the world into revenue for your yeah. business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to put this into context in terms of why do metrics matter? Why should you be paying attention to things? And it's really it's really the instrumentation that tells you if your business is headed in the right direction or not. It's the speed, it's the speedometer, it's the gas gauge. It's all that stuff that you need to look at to make sure that you're not going to run out of gas and get stranded alongside the road. Yeah, I love it. Okay, okay so that's just that's just a setup. That's just a setup. That's for, just some setup. You might be anywhere along this map, right? You yeah. might be in the very initial stage coming up with your business idea or like how you said, the hypothesis of like, yeah. this is what I think will work. And then, or you might be in the in the very, the second phase, which is, which is I'm just building my first sort of product yeah. or my first, uh, my initial audience yep. that's kind of proving the hypothesis. Yes. Or you might be at the place where I've proven the hypothesis. I think we could take it further. And that's where I am right now. And now yes. what is the, what is the role just to button up this part? What is the role of uh, like, I don't know. I, you said something before about you want to know the purpose in your metrics. Mm-hmm. When I think of being a CEO and being in CEO mode, I'm thinking of the purpose of any given activity or thing that I'm doing. Yeah. And in some ways, the purpose of that for a lot of us indie entrepreneurs, people who are working for ourselves is I want freedom. I want, I want more time for my family. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to quit my job. Yeah. Right. Where does that, cause there's, there's obviously the CEO part of me gets more engaged when I have my hypothesis proven. And now I'm like creating I'm like, okay, here's my next strategy. I'm going to create a, a series of blog posts that turn into an ebook about X, Y, and Z and do yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Is there a purpose and, and strategy that comes before their CEO stuff? Well, so, you know, this is in a lot of time, you'll read about startups sometimes where they go through different CEOs at different stages because yeah. there are radically different yeah. um, approaches and disciplines that you need to follow at different stages of your business. Being the startup CEO where you're developing the product is a lot different than being the operational CEO when you're trying to grow your revenue or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. And so um, I think your point of what's the purpose of this? And, yeah. and you said, well, I want more time in, yeah. my, in my life. That's where you have to dig deep in terms of your strategic thinking and think to yourself, what do I need in order to spend more time with my family? Yeah. Well, probably, presumably, 
you believe that you need a thriving business yeah. in order to do that. You need to be your own boss. Mm -hmm. Some people, when they think I want to travel and therefore I'm going to start a business so that I can travel, yeah. they just skip right to the travel part and go off and start living the life they want, figuring that they'll fill in the gaps along the way. Mm -hmm. it, it's a tough road, right? When you're out yeah. having fun, trying to spend the time that you need to spend in yeah. order to build a successful business. So I would just say, you know, in, in that, yes, maybe there's some overarching life goal, some you know, pyramid of needs that you have in yeah, your life. Yeah. And you just have to think to yourself, how does this business fit into that? Yeah. And we're going to leave that up to you guys. That's mm -hmm. sort of being the CEO of your life. Yeah. In addition to trying to be the CEO of your business. Yeah. I find yeah. that to be such an, in, an important part because a lot of times people are like, I just want to build a business but what they really want is freedom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I don't like I don't want to I don't want to answer emails. I, I want I want money in the bank and I want freedom to do what I want when yeah. I want and 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 the more clear I get about what is it that I want, the more potentially clear I can get about what I need my business to do. And right? you know, in some cases maybe it'd be better to be a remote employee in that yeah. you know what I mean in those yeah. circumstances you need to yeah. really question everything yeah. you know, about well why do I assume that I need to be my own boss. Totally. And is this the right time in my life to do that? Yeah. You know, maybe it's better 10 years from now. It's hard to say. Well, it's the right time for me, Corbett Barr. Okay. I'm glad that, right. I'm glad that we're doing a business. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. All right. What's next? Okay. So now let's, let's get into the, the metrics, all right, yeah. that, that yeah. we look at. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we specifically do at Fizzle, what we look at, yeah. how, um, as a team, we get a sense for how the business is doing and how, what I look at trying to be CEO of the business. Um, but let's talk first a little bit about this concept of the marketing funnel, mm. okay? Because this is really what metrics tie to. Mm. You can think of a business as this, if you haven't heard of this marketing funnel concept before, you can think of the business as a funnel in a lot of ways. And that is at the top of the funnel, there's room for a lot of stuff. And that stuff is really people in yeah. this case. yeah. Uh, people that you might have just light touches on, um, vague reach to, maybe they uh, come across you on Facebook or they um, pop over to your website or something. Those are people at the top of the funnel. Mm -hmm. Down at the very bottom of the funnel are customers and mm -hmm. then repeat customers mm -hmm. and then customers that refer you and bring in new customers. Yeah. There's fewer of those, right? Yeah. So it goes from a wide funnel and gets it gets narrower and narrower yeah. as you go down. And the goal of any business and the goal of any marketing for a business is to move people through this funnel to take people from they found us on Facebook to they signed up for my email list to they started a free trial of our product to they bought our product yeah. to they renewed our product yeah. to they um, referred us to someone else and mm -hmm. moved them down the funnel. Yeah. So a lot of approaches to looking at metrics follow this funnel approach because it's a clear um, picture of sort of the factory line of what you need to do with each lead or mm. each customer as you move them through yeah. the business towards generating revenue for you and and um, uh, leading to a sustainable business. So there's this um, this really great presentation that's about 10 years old. There's this guy named Dave McClure mm -hmm. who runs a business called 500 Startups. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it's called. He, he also runs one of these yeah. like uh, incubators, yeah. right, in, in Silicon Valley. And uh, the presentation is called um, Metrics for Pirates. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And the reason he calls it that is the acronym is A-A-R-R-R. -R -R, like R. Okay? <laughs> okay. So the cool thing about this is it can kind of walk you through what funnel-based metrics look like. Yeah. 
And I'll just tell you what the acronyms stand for. So A-A-R-R-R. The first is acquisition. Mm -hmm. This is really the top of the funnel. And the question here is, where do customers come from? What channels do they come from? Mm -hmm. And we talked earlier about like in the beginning of your business, you might be looking at Instagram likes or something like that, or you might be looking at Google Analytics. Those are potentially an important part of your metrics they're just not the be-all end-all yeah right and yeah. a lot of us feel like well if i just get more traffic to my website then i have a fully functional business yeah but the truth is you you need all of these in the funnel mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the beginning don't have a product they don't have the lower parts of the funnel so they just bury their heads and focus on google analytics or vanity yeah. metrics or something yeah. like that so those things matter but only as a way to pull people into your universe and start bringing them down further into the yeah. the reaches where you can actually provide more value to them and convert that value into uh, revenue for your business. Yeah. So the first one, A, is acquisition. Got it. All right. The second one, A, is activation. And that means people aren't just casually browsing, but they're being activated in some way. They're mm-hmm. taking action. They are, um, you know, doing something. They are, ha- they're, telling you that they're happy by liking your stuff or something like that okay the third is r for retention do people come back do they revisit over time do they listen to your podcast you know Mm -hmm. over time yeah um, more often the third or the second r is uh referral do they like it enough to tell their friends and then finally the last r in in his model is revenue okay okay can you monetize the this behavior active okay so acquisition I'm going to try to get it from memory. Acquisition, activation, yep. retur- re- retention, retention, yep. referrals, yep. revenue. Yes. Okay. I love, I mean, I, you could see how those, those build on each other. Mm-hmm. You could see how if someone just took each one of those, how many, how many are there? Is that six? Five. It's five of those guys. So you could see how if you just had a piece of paper where you had five boxes and you went to Google Analytics or whatever it is that you use to measure your stuff. And you're like, okay, acquisition. How are we doing on that this week or this month? And then you could look at maybe that's your traffic, or maybe that's your email subscribers, or maybe that, whatever. You can you can answer these a few different ways, right? Because maybe email subscriber actually turns into activation, yeah, right. And so then you you'll naturally find your own way that works for your business. Because a lot of people probably don't know this that like every business has different metrics mm-hmm. like that matter the most. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I present this model not to tell you to go and adopt it. Exactly. I present it as a, as a window into this world of funnel based metrics and each business needs to identify which ones matter to them and come up with their own. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what we've done at fizzle a little bit. I'd, I'd love to hear from Steph, um, how her starting a podcast has sort of opened up. Yeah. Um, the way that, Steph, you look at your participation in the fizzle business and how now having courage and clarity really is a part of this, right? It's a part of the top of the funnel. Yeah. And it's true. And it's, it's really interesting because this is like, you know, as we're recording this, that this is unfolding, right? I mean, courage and clarity has been around since January and this is May. So not even May yet. We're still in April. So it's only been a few months. And I think, you know, originally one of the big goals for courage and clarity was really to get fizzle in front of an audience. Plenty of people from the audience we're going to with Courage and Clarity do listen to the fizzle show, but we definitely wanted to, or at least I really wanted to really appeal more, even more and be more inclusive of this sort of female entrepreneur, super creative audience. So having the opportunity to put us in front of that type of group, I feel like 
um, as far as the, I guess, activation piece, or I, I suppose ac- even acquisition, getting in front of more people, adding more people into the funnel, I think was one of the primary goals. Now, what we're talking about here is really interesting for me, though, just kind of taking this in and I'm, I'm taking notes to what Corbett is telling us about because I have this really unique um, opportunity, I guess, because with Courage and Clarity, I'm, you know, I've been coaching people inside Fizzle for actually two years now. And it's been really cool for me to like go back to the very beginning of being kind of in the trenches with our customers trying to build something myself, like just launching something from scratch. So I've kind of had a new window into what this struggle looks like in today's world. And I'm trying to build just like everybody else is. And as such, I'm connecting with more people who are doing similar work. And I see so many people and I keep falling into the trap myself of of getting too fixated on certain metrics like in particular with podcasting. I'm in a podcast mastermind group with some other women who have podcasts and you, you guys should hear the conversations people have about the downloads. I mean, the there are, there are actual tears over downloads and it's like, it's so real and it totally, I understand like that frustration because I feel it too, whether it's Instagram following, you dump so much time into it and it's really hard to grow. But I think what, what I'm getting from this and my role here as, you know, part coach, of course, in, inside of Fizzle, but also now like building something too, it's it's super important to come back to this greater picture, I think, of, of seeing how it all connects and how it's not just about, you know, how many people are going into that funnel that Corbett's talking about, but it's about looking further down and seeing like, what is my engagement like? I might not have the biggest following in the entire world, but am I getting really awesome feedback? Are people really tracking and connecting, even if it's a smaller group of people? So I don't know. I think what I'm hearing is it's just like Chase said about how different businesses have different goals depending on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. You have to be careful of some of the pitfalls, I think in particular at the top of that funnel. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and and it's it's really easy to want to just focus on one number and put all you have into that one metric, yeah. right? Yeah. And I I I know I remember feeling that way myself, like yeah. oh, if I could just get to X level of traffic or something. Yeah. But you have to ask yourself, like, what are you assuming mm-hmm. will happen when you get to that level, and yeah. what do you believe is uh, preventing you? from doing something else in your business until you get to that level with podcasting. For example, I would just ask these people in your mastermind group, like what's, what is your reason for podcasting? Mm-hmm. Where do you hope this is going to go? Because it, it can't be its own thing, right? Yep. There has to be, yeah. if, if your goal is to build yeah. a business around it, it has to lead to something else. And, uh, you know, maybe it's sponsorships. And in that case, maybe download numbers do matter a lot, but maybe they don't matter that much. You know, we, we have uh, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. There's a guy in uh, side of Fizzle who has a podcast for dentists who are looking to build their own practice, and he launched that podcast with two sponsors in hand already. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He didn't have to get to some level of downloads before he was able to get um, sponsors. And so I think it depends on what topic your podcast is about, what your broader goal is for it. And your ability to convince someone that it's worth advertising yeah. on that show. Yeah. You don't have to take the prescribed, you need, you know, X 
downloads in order to get such for sponsors. You know? Yeah. And something that I think is really interesting too, that I'm finding is it's interesting because we're talking about being analytical and like having a good grasp on your metrics and all of these things that people assume fit into being a CEO. But what's really interesting is you have to be a little careful because looking at these metrics too much or chasing after the results, like you said, Corbett, like just the untethered results without them being tied to a greater goal. You think you're being analytical. You think you're being results driven, but you're actually, it's actually a distraction I have found. Like it's a little bit easier to obsess over Instagram likes or podcast download numbers. That's like the distracting part. The bigger, harder, like deeper work is figuring out how is that even connected to my bigger goal? What is my bigger goal? What am I even podcasting yeah. for? So I think for me, it's been interesting to try to challenge you know, for me, I'm not going for results and being analytical is something that I have to work a little bit harder at. I, other things come e more easily to me. So sometimes looking at metrics, I'm like, oh, I'm being so much like a CEO, but I'm starting to learn that that's not enough at like just by itself. You can't just look mm. at the metrics and say, oh no, but I'm looking at my daily podcast numbers. So I'm being analytical. It's really this deeper stuff that Corbett's talking about, which is understanding what does it even matter? Like, what's the bottom line, which I know we're going to get deeper into in this episode. How do you connect it to the real results that are going to get you paid and actually contribute to having a thriving business overall? Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for us, uh, just thinking about fizzle and, and what we actually do every mm -hmm. month and week, what metrics we look at. So, um, you know, I started, we, uh, we had a dashboard a while back and we would look at it. It had pretty little graphs and things mm -hmm. on it. And, uh, it was kind of fun to look at, but I realized it didn't really tell us that much. Yeah. You know, the, the big question is if you look at your metrics, do you go, so what, what yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. Right. What yeah. do I do with this information? Yeah. Or do you feel like, okay, because this number is this, that means that, you know, X, Y, and Z, you can have, you can use it to inform you or explain something or tell you what you should do next. Yeah. That's yeah. really the goal. And so for, for me, um, discovering this, uh, metrics for pirates and this idea of looking at your metrics overlaid on top of your marketing funnel to mm -hmm. see, um, you know, for example, how many people visited the website, uh, this month and of those people, how many of them signed up for our email list? Yeah. And of those people, how many uh, started a try a free trial of Fizzle? Mm -hmm. Of those people, how many stuck around, you know, to become a paying member? Yeah. And of the paying members, how many of those people left in a given month? How many of those people referred people? These are real questions that we look at. Yeah. And I have a, a spreadsheet that I fill out every month. It's mm -hmm. not automated. And I think that's fine. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. In fact, it gives me a chance to look and think about every number. It takes probably two hours or so to update mm -hmm. once a month. And in addition, to just looking at the raw numbers, what I'm able to do is compare numbers from month to month Yeah. to say, not just, oh, how many people visited the website this month, but how does that compare to last month? Yeah. What's more, the, where, where are we going? Are right. we, how, where's the trend? Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? Yes. And, and deeper than just the top level trend is yeah. what do the conversions look like? Yeah. So maybe traffic went down and then, oh, shit, you know, is this a fire? Do mm -hmm. we need to worry about this? Or is it some component of traffic that doesn't matter so much because it's not the traffic that converts to customers? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, when you, after you go through this period of only caring about your podcast downloads, yeah. you realize podcast downloads don't necessarily mean anything yeah. because it could be a bot 
downloading your thing a million mm-hmm. times, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it could be people who aren't really listening to the show mm-hmm. and who, people who you won't, wouldn't necessarily be able to convert to buyers. Yeah. And you might think that mm, that doesn't necessarily matter because I'm just going after advertisers and all they care about is the you know top level yeah, number. Yeah. That's not true either because advertisers eventually do care yeah. whether or not they're getting <laughs> results from paying thousands of dollars to sponsor yeah. your podcast. So you need the kinds of listeners who are going to take action. In fact, this goes so far as to with Fizzle uh, and the Fizzle show, for example, mm-hmm. we have people reach out to see if they can sponsor our show. If it's not the right fit where if we don't feel like a sponsor is going to get results from sponsoring our show because it's yeah. not a good fit for yeah. our audience, then we politely tell them we don't think it's a good fit yeah. because if we, you know, allow someone to sponsor the show and they don't get results, then it's not a good relationship yeah. for them. And eventually they're going to stop sponsoring us. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think of like uh man greats. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. How many like millions of dollars did they spend yeah. on the completely wrong yeah. shows? Totally. Totally. I remember hearing those, epi- those sponsor reads on Mark Maron's WTF all the time. Yeah. And, and he talked about it before I, I had my, and I had an interview with, with Maron and, and he was like, yeah. And like I had sponsors that just weren't a good fit like man greats, something like that, yeah. you know, and, and he was just like, it just wasn't a good fit. Like, it just or even the, the uh, postage thing that, uh, I hate stamps.com, stamps. which stamps. still does. Yeah. Stamps.com is the worst. Hate that place. You, you sign up for stamps.com and you try to cancel. See what that's like. <laughs> right. One of those companies. Right. Okay. So, so summarize for me a little bit of what, of what you just said again, because like I, my head's kind of spinning from all of this <laughs> stuff. Do you know what I mean? You okay, buddy? Yeah. All right. So, Again, the the point is to figure out the, your goal for an individual person who comes into contact with your business. Yeah. Okay. How you're going to transition them from being a casual encounter to being a raving customer. Yeah. Right. And there's a bunch of steps along the way, mm-hmm. things that you need to do to usher them. And you're right? saying you have this spreadsheet that you use that helps you identify those steps more clearly yeah. than your top level. Here's your traffic. Here's your Twitter followers. Here's your number of likes on Instagram, stuff like that. Yeah. So we, you know, first sat down and said, what does our funnel look like? Mm-hmm. What, what are the, the actions that people take or that we take to move people through that funnel yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. And then how can we measure those things? You know, yeah. where can we pull from Google Analytics or from our own stats, you know, from mm-hmm. from Stripe or something to figure out if somebody signed up as a customer and then look at those things on a regular basis, monthly actually. Yeah. So let me just walk through some of these things. So at the top of our funnel, we have um, traffic sources yeah. and um, listeners for the podcast. Yeah. So we have... The Fizzle website, which has a number of blog posts and pages and so on. And we hope that when we write a blog post, it's going out there in the world so that people can discover it and more and more people will visit our website over time. More and more qualified people. Same thing of our podcast. We hope that as people listen to our podcast, they um, get to know, like, and trust us. They get to learn about our products and then eventually they sign up for our products. That's the whole point of doing content marketing. And I think... The, the points that we've made earlier is people just get stuck on content marketing and don't realize that there are other pieces to that puzzle. Yeah, yeah, totally. So then uh, we would dig in deeper, not just to say um, how many people visited our website, but we know that in order for someone to sign up for Fizzle, they need to not just visit our website, but they also need to visit our sales page, yeah, right? So we yeah. track that separately. That's yeah. a smaller piece of the funnel. You know, maybe we have a million people visit the website, 
well, hopefully we have X thousands of people visiting the homepage mm-hmm. every month. And if that changes, for example, if the percentage of people who are visiting the homepage changes, if it goes down in a month, then that's a red flag yeah. telling us that, oh, the quality of visitor that we're attracting yeah. is lower. Maybe we wrote a blog post about some celebrity gossip mm-hmm. and it brought a bunch of people in, mm-hmm. but it's not the right kinds of people. These aren't the people that are visiting our homepage and potentially converting yeah. to customers. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you can get off track if you're only looking at the the top level metrics and mm-hmm. not caring about you know where, where it flows through a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, then beyond that, we would look at how many of the people that are uh, visiting our website are, are actually converting into something that we can do more with. Converting. And again, each of these are just steps for our particular business that might resonate strongly with a lot of other businesses listening to the show. But yours might be completely different, right? So someone else might have an acquisition program that looks way different, and theirs isn't about going to the homepage, it's about going to the sales page or going to the, this other page or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or it could involve uh, sending someone to a webinar, for example. Yeah, so and- the whole point is customizing this spreadsheet and i think we gotta we gotta make this spreadsheet available on this episode even if we can't get it out in time we'll have a box there for people to sign up at fizzleshow.co slash 212 we'll do it on this episode Mm. and we'll and we'll uh we'll we'll make that available we'll just like anybody who's listening to this if you want to get the the sample version of this that's like customizable for you with just like we'll show you exactly how we do ours and how you probably want to do yours where because the good thing about this is a lot of those cells that that automatically calculate stuff like when you add traffic to the homepage or traffic and to everything and then traffic to the homepage and then you see this these ratios yeah and then you see conversions to sales and then you see and all, all those ratios are the things that speak it's not the numbers that you're actually seeing or putting in right it's the math that gets done automatically with them that starts to show a little bit of the trend right so okay so, yeah, so we're so, going to try to do that we should do that yeah so slash 212 okay so just for example mm-hmm. you know some of those ratios yeah uh, one of them that i look at is the percentage of total page views that visited the homepage, mm-hmm. right? So not just, yeah. you know, the hundred of thousands of people that visited the website in general, yeah. but what percentage of those people visited the homepage yeah. in a month? And then I can compare that month to month. So yeah. again, if traffic goes down, but we're seeing, you know, the same yeah. number of people visiting the homepage, I'm not worried about That's it. a big thing, what you just said. If traffic goes, like, listen to this listener, if traffic goes down, but number of people to the homepage stays relatively the same, then the kind of traffic that wasn't important went down. Yes. Right? And this is, I think, one of the one of the first lessons all of us learn when we're just learning how to be CEO ourselves with an online business mm-hmm. is the difference between, you know, traffic that matters and traffic that doesn't matter. Right? We used to have just hundreds of thousands of people coming to our website from uh yeah from stumble upon. Right. Remember that? Yeah. And all of that traffic like was effectively worthless. Yeah. Right. It might make you feel good. Yeah. But your goal as a CEO isn't just to feel good because yeah. that and and that's fleeting anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Take the take your hundred thousand visitors this month. <laughs> Put that in one hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and <laughs> crap in the other hand and see which one fills up first. You got it. You've heard that before. <laughs> so this is a thing that I'm hearing you say again and again and again and again. The call to all of us that like you're not making a podcast. You're not making a blog. You're not making an Instagram feed. You're making a business. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a point at which this converts into revenue. 
yeah. into like not just you're creating value for them, but they're creating value for you. Yeah. And, and some people might, uh, a lot of people that are playing that Instagram game or whatever are just hoping that they make it big and get discovered yeah. and like have this massive account. And you know, that's one path. Yeah. You can just try to grow a huge audience and then mm -hmm. figure it all out later. Yeah. But I can tell you that for the most part, the entrepreneurs that we know who make it big and are shrewd business people yeah. are paying very specific attention to how do I get the right kind of people into this funnel so that I can create a product that serves yeah. them well, that they're willing to pay for, that they will tell other people about and really shepherding that process, not just hoping to hit some home run with a really popular Instagram yeah. feed or whatever. And I do think I want to, I want to give people a little escape lever to go like, Hey, maybe you're just way back in phase one. Like we were talking about mm -hmm. earlier and you don't know about revenue. You don't know about anything. Cause you just got this hypothesis. I'm like, I wonder if I can get enough people in it. Yep. That's where we were with courage and clarity. Yes. Right. First season was just, let's see if we can get people listening to this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. 12 episodes of let's see if this is interesting to people. Right. Yes. Then season two, it's like, guess what? It's interesting to people. We know it now. Let's go find some sponsors. Let's start talking about what fizzle is yes. in these episodes. Yes. And it, it's not, it doesn't have to be that big of a leap for you to go from, let's see if I can get people to yeah. listen to this thing yeah. to let's think of an action that I can try to get people yeah. to take. Yeah to prove that they're really listening and they really yeah. care about this. So for example, on a podcast, you could have for each episode, some sort of companion, like you just yeah. mentioned, mm -hmm. let's have a spreadsheet for people to yeah. download, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then give people a special URL to go to and see if they'll take that action. Yeah. And you should be caring about that because especially with podcasts, listeners are fleeting. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they you don't have a way to reach out to them directly necessarily. Yeah. You just have to hope that they download and listen to your next episode. Yeah. On the other hand, if you can get them to subscribe, by email to something specific, then now you're in the driver's seat and you can reach out to them. So as CEO, I would care about getting people to take that next yeah. action. By the That's way, you the can uh, you can download that spreadsheet at fizzleshow.co slash 212. That'll be available for you there. Even if we don't have it up tomorrow, by the time the pod, this airs and yeah. does the thing, we'll have a little box. If you sign up, we will get we'll it be to get you. it. We'll be getting it to yes. you. Yes. Okay. 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 Now, so that's that's a that's a uh, you you're overviewing things we do for fizzle. Yes. All right. I feel like I want us to get to a place where it's like, okay, give me like the simple okay. three sort right. of things. Because when I, when I dream about entrepreneurs and CEOs specifically, I'm like this is this is the funny thing, right? We know about entrepreneurs who try to raise money using ven venture capital, and the, 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 what these meetings look like when they get in there and they start asking you questions about what's your ARR yeah. or AAR or whatever, right? What's your conversion rate? Yep. All right, what's your churn rate? What's your this, that? Like, like smart people who spend money to invest in businesses are asking you the specifics of your business. If mm -hmm. you don't know that, you're going to look really dumb, even yep. if your business is amazing, Yep. right? So I asked Corbett to just like, what are like the, like if you were saying like the top, the top like 10,000 foot view sort of, for most of these businesses that Fizzlers are making, what would you say? Yeah. And so that's what I'm curious to hear. Okay. So y you approach this with, you had a few terms. Yeah. I, I, I'm always imagining CEOs going like, yeah, what's your uh, IRR? What's your uh, DDW? Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And depending on the world you live in, you may or may not need to care about that stuff. If yeah. you are trying to pitch investors, then maybe you should care about that, right? Yeah. Because maybe yeah. they're going to ask you those things. And a lot of these aren't difficult to calculate. Like, mm. so you threw out three, you said mm. ARR, CAC, and LTV, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. You're just, you're just like yeah. Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some, okay. So. <laughs> 
So ARR is just, that's just simply annual recurring revenue. Yeah. That's just how much of the revenue that we're earning is recurring, meaning people are on subscriptions to pay us, yeah. right? Yeah. In the future. Yeah. We look at that. We look at monthly recurring revenue mm-hmm. for us. That That's important. ARR, MRR, MRR. Monthly. Right. Yeah. See, I'm good at this that's, stuff. That's not necessarily the most important to me though. And okay. I'm going to give you three that that okay. I think matter most for like us that. and for anybody else listening I like to that. this. Okay. The next one was CAC. Mm-hmm. That's cost uh, to acquire a customer. Mm-hmm. That just means how much do we have to pay to bring a customer in? Mm-hmm. We don't pay to bring customers in. Yeah. A lot of people listening to this show don't pay to bring customers in. Yeah. So that one doesn't matter to us. Yeah. To others, it, it does. We have friends who their business model is, I pay for Facebook ads, I drive people to an email sign up, I mm-hmm. bring them to a webinar, and then I convert them to a customer. And I know that yeah. it costs me $50 to get a new customer, but they're paying me $200. So, yeah. you know, so the math works out. The third one you said is LTV. That just means lifetime value. Mm -hmm. That's value of a customer. That one matters to us. And that happens to be one of the three that that we're going to talk about. Okay. So the three that matter to me and that I think matter to um, anybody listening to this uh, who runs a business that has online components like Mm -hmm. ours. The first is really at the top of the funnel for me. And that is something I would just call reach overall. Mm -hmm. And that is the size of your audience how many people are you reaching? How many eyeballs or ear holes are you getting into uh, on a monthly basis? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that one matters. And that's something we look at. I think that's something most people look at, right? That's, so, the, that's the Google Analytics number. That's the SoundCloud downloads number. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So for each of our different mediums, you're looking at each of those differently. So in SoundCloud, we see how many listens to the podcast we have. In Google Analytics, we see how much traffic we have generally. Yeah. Right? That's yep. just general downloads, general traffic, general, general, general. Yes, general, okay. general, general. But we know that uh, we have to reach a lot of people in order to turn those people into customers. Yeah. Our model is we produce content in order mm-hmm. to reach people. So that reach is really important to yeah. us. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, as I said, the blog, we have pages on our website. We have the podcast and now we have courage and clarity and that yeah. fits into that bucket as well. That's, mm-hmm. that's our reach. That's something that we look at every month. We want to make sure that that's growing, yeah. but on its own, that doesn't tell us a whole lot right? Yeah. because yeah. there's also a quality factor there. So the next thing is signups. Mm. And for us, that means specifically people signing up for a trial of the fizzle membership. Okay. So this is straight to the product, right? The product, like purchases of the product. Yes. Okay. Okay. However, for others, it might there might be an intermediary step. It could mm-hmm. be that they need to get on an email list and then you sell them from within the email list. Mm-hmm. It could mean that they need to sign up for a webinar and then you're pitching them on the webinar. It could mean they're not there's not a product yet, but getting onto the email list yes. is sort of the product right now. Right. You know, that's like your MVP yes. at this point. So the the point of this though is that you're converting people from being just part of your general audience, part mm-hmm. of your general reach into having an ongoing relationship with you, preferably a purchase relationship, right? They're actually buying something from Mm -hmm. you, okay? Then the third is LTV, and that means the lifetime value of a customer. Mm -hmm. And if you're running a subscription-based business like us, then that's a factor of how much are we charging every month and how long do people stick around, right? Which is the inverse of churn. The churn means how what percentage of people are leaving on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So you can figure out your LTV if you're a subscription basis, again, by multiplying how much people pay you on a month, monthly basis times how long they stick around. If you're not on a subscription basis, if you're just selling one-off products, then it's the cost of your product 
or it could be the cost of multiple products. If you have multiple products that you're selling people, then you could increase the LTV by getting more people to buy multiple products, mm -hmm. getting people to buy a higher tier of product, to yeah. pay more for a product. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, you can look at this and you can say, how many people did we reach? Mm -hmm. How many of those people converted yep. into a customer? Mm -hmm. And how much lifetime value do we earn per customer? And you can get a sense for what your revenue is yeah. and where it's headed. I like this lifetime value so much because in my experience over the past several years, obviously in Fizzle, lifetime value is, is effectively like what we can pay to get someone in the door it is sort of is our lifetime value, right? So, so one of the things that, that I've changed my mind on or recently been blown away by is the fact that like blogging, podcasting, these like any content out there, right? This is acquisition. That is your cost of acquisition. Yeah, we don't pay money right. for acquisition of new customers. But we customers, do in the form of salaries. But we, we do in the form of salaries, right. right? We do in the form of time and of effort and yeah. of ingenuity and of creativity and of, and of production, right. right? Same thing with anybody out there who's building a blog or a podcast or an Instagram feed or anything like that. That is your cost of acquisition to get someone to be paying attention to you, subscribing and turning into something, yeah. right? And so LTV... Uh, for this, for this, in the like, for, I'm thinking of somebody out there who might be just selling one product, right? They might have like a course that's like forty five dollars. Mm -hmm. um, it's their first thing that they made, and and so LTV is like forty five bucks right now, right? They don't have a they don't have a, a a second thing to to sell to them yet, right? But thinking about LTV instead of just revenue, this I think is a huge this. There's something about that that to me internally shifts how I'm looking at my business. Yeah, looking at like oh. Got it. So it's it's like here's my customers. My customers are an enormous source of value to me. Customers, like people who have already acquired or, or, or purchased something, right? Right. They're an enormous source of value to me, right? Or they're nothing, and yeah. I have to go try to get a whole new audience to do something. Like no, build build something that will be continuously valuable over time. Right. Right. So the beauty of these these three numbers. So let's yeah. say you have. You have the top of the funnel, the reach. Let's say yeah. you have 10,000 people visiting your website every month. Let's say that 10% uh, of those are converting to customers, which would be really high, but let's yeah. just say. Mm -hmm. So that would be 1,000 people are converting to mm -hmm. customers. And let's say your lifetime value is $10. Mm -hmm. uh, so then that's $10,000 worth of revenue yeah. in that scenario. Mm -hmm. If you want to double revenue, yeah. you can focus on any one of those numbers. Okay, say that again. If you want to double revenue, yep. you can focus on any one of those numbers. Yes. That is either the the top of the funnel, yep. which is your reach. Yes. I can double my traffic, yep. or I can double my conversions. From 10% to 20 or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Or I can double the cost of my product. Or you can double your lifetime value. Your, your lifetime value, Meaning yeah. you can raise the price, you can lower the churn, you can have or more you can products sell to more sell. products, yeah. right? There are different ways to do it. Yeah. But the beauty of this is, I think, you know, a lot of people might just feel like, well, I got to double my audience yeah. if I want to grow my product. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. well, I, you know, I got to double my conversion rate if I want to double my revenue, mm -hmm. right? The beauty of this is you can either focus on one mm -hmm. at a time and try to make improvements there, or you could make small improvements to each of them yeah. that gets the result that you would look like yeah. or if you work on all three and, and you do really well then you could do more than just double your revenue yeah you know? i love that i love that that's really really powerful you had us doing that in a recent fizzle uh meeting you were like here's our three chunks and play we can change any one of these things mm -hmm. and and impact the the business positively yeah and you know sometimes you uh you just 
you work really hard on one of those things mm-hmm. for a while yeah. and you end up feeling like uh, you're just hitting your head against the wall, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and maybe you're tired of it and you want to do something else. And mm-hmm. so it gives you another way to continue to work on the progress of your business without having to do the exact same thing. Yeah, know, totally. Okay, Steph, we're throwing it to you. What are you hearing out of this? Cause we're about to run out of time. I don't know what, what, what's sticking for you. I'm really curious about your perspective on all of these letters and numbers and, and, and models that, that Corbett's thrown out here. Well, what I'll say is I think for so many people that I work with and talk to every single day, as well as for myself, this whole thing can be really intimidating. And a lot of people out there just want to make really cool stuff and they want to be creative and they want to do their craft and they don't want to have to enter the scary world of acronyms and all this other stuff. So I think, you know, my favorite part of this conversation are the three pieces that Corbett just taught us that really, I think, can apply to any business, the reach conversions and lifetime value. I I think this is just a, such a helpful tool to be able to look at these three things all together in your business. Even if you're at the beginning, some people might be like, yeah, but I don't have a thing for sale yet. I don't know what my lifetime value is. That's okay. But you know that that's what you're working towards. You can't stay in the reach area forever. You, you can't just stay you know, in a place where you're just going to try to impact traffic. You're just going to try to grow an account on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, fill in the blank. It's got to be connected to the greater picture, even if it's the email list, whatever that looks like to start to look at engagement in the form of conversions. And then eventually what that lifetime value looks like for your customers. So for me, I think this is just a really helpful framework for people to take all the BS out of the scary analytics and all the terms that Chase mentioned that you kind of see floating around. If you start Googling CEO and things and just boil it down to these three things, it's about your reach, it's about your conversion, whatever that looks like for your business, whether it's an email list or it's a product of some kind. And then it's about your lifetime value. So if you can just really isolate those three things and make sure that that first part, that reach part is really connected to the other two pieces, I think that this really just simplifies what it means to be in charge of your own business. Oh God, I love that. I love that. Corbett Park, thanks for putting together our episode today. Thanks, guys. These are great, great, great. Uh, nice job. We got, to, we got to, you know, use a little bit of Corbett's brain as CEO for all of our businesses. All right, guys, so there you have it. That is fizzleshow.co slash 212. And again, you can go there right now and download the, the, the spreadsheet that we'll be making for you to be the CEO of your own business, exactly what Corbett was talking about earlier. That's at fizzleshow.co slash 212. And again, if you're listening to this before May 1st, we're offering that huge sale on a year of Fizzle membership. We only do this right now, so please check it out. Fizzle.co if you want to learn about that and take your business to the next level or maybe start taking it seriously for the first time. Here's an iTunes review from Mactronius in the US of A who says, one of the few podcasts I must catch every episode. I want to keep my business productive and enjoyable. Fizzle nails a healthy mix of fun and business. This show's a must listen. Thanks so much, Mactronius. You know our listeners, our, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. If you don't take a step day after day after day after day after day, you're going to be left in the dust. And if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs to find this show so we can keep doing a better job of everything that we do here. So could you leave us a review? Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. All right, here's a quote from Jim Rohn. Lee Iacocca didn't make the cut. (laughs) Jim Rohn says, formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. 
Thanks, and we'll talk to you next Fizzle Tuesday.